Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 124. We made it. Never fails. My name is Jason. This is Nathan. This is Ed. And we're on the teaching team here at Community Christian Church, the YouTube channel you are watching right now or listening to on a podcast app. Hopefully, those of you who uh, got tired of looking at our ugly faces, you do went on the podcast. Do you all use podcast apps? I do. But I don't listen to this one. I don't listen to this one either. Why would I? I do. But yes. Do I you use. have a podcast app, Nathan? I do. Which one do you use? I use Podcast Addict. What do you use? Apple. Oh, so I too. iPhone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just comes with the I phone. use the Google one too. Okay. Yeah. It comes with the thing. And we're on all these, right? Are yeah, we? Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I can subscribe to it. Yeah, because okay. mine's just an RSS feed thing. Yeah. Perfect. So, you can subscribe to all that information's in the description, uh, but if it's your first time here uh, watching, listening to us, uh, we take questions from people, whoever's watching, I, I would assume it's people within our church, but maybe it's not, it's people who are just stumbling across here, uh, questions about life and spirituality, and we just try to come at it from a Jesus perspective and uh, help us think a little bit more and respond to our world in a Jesus-centered way. And so, uh, today's a real short question, and it might be a little shorter uh, of a podcast because Ed's got to be somewhere. we got to get Ed out of here. Uh, so, apologize for that. If it goes long, I'm just going to stand up. He's just going to leave. Gonna leave. I'll walk in front of the camera and slam yep. the door. Yep, and me and Nathan will just keep talking. Yep. But we'll do our best because I don't think it's going to take a ton of time. Um, this is just a question about one single verse, or actually two single verses, two, two verses from the Bible. They're in a single passage. Uh, that talks about one issue, and the question is this. Can you explain Ephesians 6, 2, and 3? So I guess i got to read Ephesians 6, 2, and 3, and yeah. I will do that. So I'll quote it from memory. Get it? Okay. Here we go. The verse is, verse is, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Now, to be clear, um, if most of your Bibles probably has quotation marks around uh, most of that verse mm -hmm. because it is a quotation from the Old Testament. What Paul is doing in this verse is he's, he's, he's in a section where he's teaching uh, about what often we call house rules, mm -hmm. uh, how households ought to function in a God-honoring, Christ-centered way. And he has already addressed an overall topic of mutual submission all the way around. Yep. Husbands, wives, children, parents, everybody ought to be in a submission competition. But then he begins to go one by one and he talks to wives, to the husbands, he talks to parents, he talks to every, every group in, within this house that comes from a different uh, perspective. And then in this one he's talking to children and he borrows from the Old Testament the commandments and that's where he gets, honor your father and mother so that it may go well with you and you may enjoy a long life on the earth. And what I'm assuming, because this is another anonymous question, I'm assuming you want us to talk about, you know, if I honor my father and mother, is that equal long life? Well, the original command was about long life in the land. Exactly. It, it, it was. was. You keep, and it was tied to them holding on to the holy land. So mm -hmm. we know they didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so, no. and... We don't really have a land, yeah. you know, Christians don't have That's a land, right. so, yeah. but I, I, Paul seems to be applying it more generally. He is, but I think what, what I found at the heart of this, and this is a concept that I, that I think is important to help people understand in their reading of the Bible, is that there are things in the Bible called principles, um, and there are things called promises, <laughs> and principles are different than promises. And I think what we find in this is a principle. 
not necessarily a promise. Yes. I think you guys know where I'm going on this. Sure. You know, a, a promise would be, you do this and this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God kind of makes an ironclad guarantee or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but then there are times, and this is the, the entire book of Proverbs is a is book full of principles. You'll, you'll read things that it says, if this, then this. Right. And then you can go to your own life and look and go, well, that ain't true because I got an if then that contradicts that. But what the writer is saying is, well, this is a general rule that if you put into practice, there are exceptions, but in general, it'll go well with you. That's right. Now, now let's talk a little bit about that. Because um, I know a lot of people, I can always try to listen to the voice of the contrarian when mm-hmm. I'm answering things like this. And I can almost hear somebody, well, okay, well, how do I honor my parents? Yeah. What does that really look like if it's a good thing to do? What if I've got some parents that ain't honorable. Mm-hmm. What about that? And if, and if I can't honor my parents, is it just not going to go well with me in my life? Mm-hmm. So let's, let's just hold on to that for a couple of minutes and talk about that. Mm-hmm. Let's speak to people who have struggles with this, honoring parents. So I think to honor anybody means to mm-hmm. uh, treat them um, as if they are in a privileged position, right? So, you, okay. so in traditionally in ancient culture, you gave honor to heads of household. You would give honor to kings, emperors, people who yep. were of some kind of important status. And to honor them would mean to treat them as if somehow they were more important. Mm-hmm. Paul says in Philippians 2 that with every person, uh, we should look value their interests above our own. And that's that's honor, that's honor right? Yeah. So when you look to what does it mean to honor a parent, uh, especially a parent that might be uh, dishonorable, but mm-hmm. based on their behavior, maybe for various reasons, that's the case. Mm-hmm. To honor someone, to honor your parents, the way I understand it, uh, is to say because of your position in my life, being mother, being father. Um, I am to uh, never just disregard you as unimportant in my life. You may be someone who, for various reasons, I can't necessarily um, do everything you ask me to do. It doesn't mean I obey everything you ask me to, especially once I'm an adult, that relationship changes, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Supposed to. Right. And so (laughs) what I mean is I can't necessarily do, if if you come to me and say I need $100,000, I don't have to go find a job to provide in that sense. Uh, but it does mean that I am not quick to say, hey, you've wronged me once, you're out of my life for good uh, because of this. So um, I think it's more about honoring the position that you hold in my life and saying, Mm -hmm. I want to find ways to bless you, Mm -hmm. to love you, like I would with anybody, but certainly because you are my my parents. Yeah, it would would be a thing where, of course, like you alluded to, our call is to honor all people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the command to place others ahead of yourself, that is an honor uh, that you bestow upon people. So there's the general thing. But then there's a sense, and I think Jesus brings this out when he calls out hypocrisy in the religious uh, culture of his day to say, you, you are not even showing, you, you're, you're showing honor to people outside of your household or to a religious system, and you're forgetting the people closest to you how can you do that without doing this first? Right. So in a sense, I'm not saying there's a pecking order necessarily, but there is in a sense that if you're not willing to show honor to those in your own household, your yeah. own family, you have skipped something. At least 
to the extent that you can do it. Right, that's yeah. right. You know, there's something broken in you if you, you just see, if you just are able to write off just for any any kind of reasons. I know I know a lot of parents these days are struggling with, you know, being estranged from children. And and I always wonder, again, not to blame, I don't place blame, but where where is the brokenness in that home right. that caused those children to just for whatever reason dishonor their parents. Right. And you know, I, I, I've sat with many grandparents in recent years who are estranged from their grandchildren, they have not yet held on to their grandchildren. Um, and and I think to myself, what happened? Again, I don't know who to blame. Right. But something broke there, mm-hmm. and they're missing this this encouragement that that's in this verse of, there's a responsibility that you have to start there, and and make the you know make the relationships in your household honorable, and then you know. But I see a lot of you know well, kids grow up and, and they give honor to everybody else but yeah. the house. Well, and there, but and it's tough. It it is tough because sometimes it's just not possible. It's not. It's just I you know maybe it's the nature of our church. You know we have uh, always been. We've had lots of people come from broken backgrounds yeah. and broken situations, and the thing you have to accept with broken backgrounds and bro- broken situations is the longer people have lived in them, the harder it is for them to change. Yeah. So if you get a younger person who gets out of the broken situation and tries to go back and honor somebody who's been stuck in it for years, mm. yeah. their view of what honor looks yeah. like is you come back into our system. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I can't go back into your system and honor yeah. Jesus, who yeah. is my ultimate highest authority. Yes. I can't honor my husband or my wife or my mm-hmm. current children who are a higher position. They mm-hmm. are a higher position in family mm-hmm. than my parents. It just, there's so many broken systems. I do agree with you. You should try. Yeah. And I've had my own brokenness where you have to get to a point where, you know, there. Everything that happens isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's right. good that comes out even the worst kind of things. And you really begin to heal when you can name, even if it's a tiny part, that you can see the good that came out of that. Yeah. But um, I would just say to whoever this is, if you're in one of those really broken kind of places, uh, I don't think there's a lot of guilt to be had if you can't, if you can't get to a place that you can honor Jesus, honor your family, your I don't even know what the right word is. My primary family, which is me, my wife, my kids. Well, your household. Right. My household. That's right. If I can't honor Jesus and then underneath Jesus, this household, um, and, you know, I, if I can't do that and honor my parents, I'm going to have to do the best I can. Mm-hmm. But I cannot let my parents slide above that, which... Yes, because I'm telling you, they will bust up your house. It can happen. Well, and I think I think when you look at the I think when you look at the commands, you already said you know this is written to Christian households, and somehow, and I don't know if it's just the individualism of our culture, that part gets forgotten. Is that Paul is writing to families in that church about how families and churches should respond, and I think we it's like these are general principles for all mm. families for mm-hmm. all time. He's talking because. Just a couple of verses he's going to say, and when you're a slave, 
Yeah. Here's how you're supposed And then people, because that's what people, including in the American South, would say, mm -hmm. see, that means Paul likes mm -hmm. slaves oh. and Paul likes this. Paul is talking to a church. So here's, here's why I'm trying to get to that. Honoring parents in ancient Rome looked completely different because of the nature of the way it works. So I said it. it's similar to when he talks to women shouldn't speak or women shouldn't mm -hmm. this. There was a Christianity busted up, and especially in Ephesus, there were riots. Mm -hmm. it, it, it busted up the natural order. And Paul goes through, and later in verse uh, chapter 6, because I was just preaching on this, he's going to say, pray that I get opportunities to speak. Y'all got to be good citizens because yeah. we can't even be. And part of being good citizens is we have wives all of a sudden who aren't being publicly submissive. And I get it. You got all the freedom where mm. you don't ever have to submit. Yes. But you're going out in public and you are shaming your husband. And what's happening is you're having non-believing husbands look and go, why would I ever want to be a Christian? Oh, yeah. You got slaves who are refusing to do anything. The masters are abusing the slaves. You've got fathers. Because I said this to one parent about this one where it says, children obey your uh, Children obey your, you know, honor your parents. parents. The next thing he says is, Father, stop exasperating your children. And I yeah. said that to him. I said, if they are supposed to honor you, you got to stop putting so many demands on them that they are exasperated. Honoring your parent does not mean they take as many AP classes as you think is, <laughs> is valuable. Yeah. It does not mean they go to the college you think it does. You are exasperating your children. Well, and I always say to parents, in the order of things in your household, who logically should be the most mature? Mm -hmm. If you are expecting your 16-year-old to be more mature emotionally than you, you are fighting an uphill battle. Yes, I should be the one sacrificing for yes. them, not well, them Well, you said that in the last podcast yeah. of suffering. You, well, the way you said it, and I loved it, is you have to parent yourself. Mm. That the person who gets parented sure. the most in parenting is the parent. Right. That you go back in and go... Oh, I didn't learn that lesson the first time around. Well, and I would say, and one of our elders said this to me before I had grown children, that doesn't stop when your kids get their own kids, that somehow now I as a grandparent get to demand my rights. Mm. I still, in the overall of our whole family, logically, I should be the most emotionally mature. I'm not saying I am in our family. The you, should have, you should aspire to be I that. should. And well, I I'm should, the most self-sacrificial. That's right. I'm not uh -huh. saying any of those things about myself. I'm saying I should at least expect that of myself. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And if I don't expect it, if I expect them to do things that I am unwilling to do, that's stupid. And so when I hear this, and I hear it in the context of church life, Paul's been writing this whole thing because the whole of Ephesians begins with, now we have all these races mm -hmm. who are together. We have these ethnicities that were together, and they're trying to figure out how to live. He's trying to tell them, there's. it's clear a new humanity has happened, and suddenly children who were at best ignored, at worst despised and held in contempt in circles. Children are sitting in with the adults learning yeah. how to. And so he goes, look, 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 I get, I get you got all this freedom. Mm -hmm. You still got to honor your parents. Mm -hmm. You still got to, and, and wives, I know, yes, but you still, there is a level of mutual submission that happens in the husband. And so we look at it through our lens sometimes of saying, uh, oh, well, that's really demeaning to the, the child, or it's really demeaning to the wife. This isn't what he's saying. What he's saying is suddenly all this freedom has come to you in Christ, but submission is still loving, whether you're a man, a woman, a child, a parent in the situation. 
Honor is loving, no matter what it is. And when you find yourself, because they would have these situations where you had slaves that were pastoring in the church where their master is there. And he goes, look, I get it. The role, we've busted open every possible role in society. This is what it should look like in your households. And as we said, that doesn't mean for all time then we've got to say slavery is okay. Or for all time, we say that's the way it is. Or we've even got to make sense. Well, I, I don't even think Paul's saying that because a few mm-hmm. verses before this, I mean, no, that's in Galatians, but he says there's no longer slavery right. free. That's right. That's and they're cool. like, well, now, factually, Paul, there is, there are slaves. Well, and I don't not even y'all. Yeah, he's just yeah. saying, I'm just setting an ideal for you. That's right. There's it, obviously, not, there's still male or female. And you've got to figure out how to live in it, but... That, but your your destiny is not there. To not to have that. Well, and I think when we look at it, because I've even heard us do this, well, then we take and make employer, employee. I think that really is missing the point of how we should be reading this, which is to treat it like, when people talk about treating it as both a historical document and this sacred text, it's both. So I look at that and I go, wow, that's a document from this time in history. Because I remember just reading a non-believing uh, uh, historian who said, imagine being a a Roman slave who's a woman, but your master is not a Christian. And you go in and you hear about sexual fidelity, and then you go home that night and he forces you to have sex. Imagine what breaks in a person's brain to go, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, but he's treating it like garbage. There is this whole, this is a period in history that exists in a certain way. And Paul is I think what we're supposed to take from it is, as we've said, of let's honor one another. Let's and it's going to look different in every context. It's going to it's going to be different. It's not these are not when people because I've heard people say, well, why didn't God just say for all time? Because there is no for all time. There we're is constantly changing. Yes, yes every context that. is different, and so yeah. <laughs> I would take from it, honor is important. Yes, and it's a part of love. If yeah. it all worked perfectly, you know, the oldest people in the family would be the most submissive. Because sure. they've been at it the longest, right. which would make them the easiest to honor. Yeah. So if it were grandparents, you know, I hear people all the time, you know, it. we're still trying to figure out how to make Big Mama happy, and Big Mama's 85, and we all got to figure out when she wants to have dinner and all that kind of stuff. Big Mama at that point should be saying, I'm thankful somebody's fixing food for me. <laughs> yep. And I'm thankful. Glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm here. and. I, I'm glad I'm y'all, that way, why, I'm, 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 I'm hoping y'all just, well, I'm thankful all, y'all include me. We you don't have to include me. And we all know, not that we don't all have 85-year-olds, but we all know of 85-year-olds that are that way, and they are such a blessing to the family. Absolutely. They are such a blessing Because they to the said family. the thing that then the kids that are 65 or 55 yeah. go, well, I now see the goal. This is what yes. I want to be I get that age. But the problem is, as we live longer, Big Mama gets to be 105, and her daughter's 85. Now we've got two Big Mamas competing over who's got to be happy. Oh, man. <laughs> you know? Well, let me just say as we wrap this up, because it's time to wrap it up, but, um, you know, I, not knowing the context you come from, whoever That's asked right. this question, uh, we weren't sure exactly what direction to go at it. We tried to come at it from all different directions, so maybe you gained what you were looking for out of yep. the question. If not... Send a follow-up, and we'll deal with it uh, more. But I hope that helped you. Um, I have said this for the past couple of weeks, but we have a good list of questions that we're going to get to. Um, we're going to uh, get to those, uh, start working on those next week. But don't stop. Keep sending the questions in. Just know that we'll get to them as soon as we can. It may take us 
uh, four or five weeks sometimes when you send the question to get it based on how we take. We are getting to them. Uh, and send us in your name and we will address you directly. Oh, yeah. Like we're going to with our our chief question asker, Miss <laughs> Sydney. So Yay. we're going to get to her real, real soon. So hang in there. We'll get to your questions. So, all right, that's it for today. Y'all have a great week. See you next time. Bye-bye.